0: and welcome to episode 138 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. Follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's IamCaleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornellison at EDDYC85. Follow the show at EC underscore hero and check out our Instagram, ECHeroCast, and our Gmail, ECHeroCast at gmail.com. This is episode 138, and we are here to review tmnt out of the shadows and it is thursday december 1st 2022 eddie how are you doing tonight sir
1: oh you know it's getting cold i don't know yeah
0: yeah winter months in ohio man in oklahoma you know not so different you know pretty cold out there right now and uh you know, got uh, got some big plans tonight myself, and uh, I preemptively accept your congratulations. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and uh, I'll leave it at that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, history with the movie? Do you do you have any man?
1: No, this was a movie that uh, the first one I was not impressed by, and I know Michael Bay just produced it, but. This was where I I was just... I think I was just done with Michael Bay. And I don't remember mm-hmm. what year... Actually, let me look it up. I think... I I want to say... Oh, man. It might have come out the following year. So, the Transformers... Um, the la- Yeah. Last night came out in 2017. I was already done with Michael Bay. I reluctantly saw last night just because... It's like I've already seen all the other Transformers movies. Let's just do it and get it over with. It was god awful. One of the worst movies I've seen in theaters. Almost as bad as Dune. But let's be honest. Nothing's gonna be that bad. Um. So yeah, I was I was quite done with with Michael Bay around this time, and I'm I'm. You know, I'm glad that he's not touching the new Transformers. Uh, Bumblebee was good and mm-hmm. uh the new trailer for Rise of the Beast dropped today. That looks a lot of fun. But uh yeah, no, this was this was one I missed out on unfortunately.
0: Actually, yeah. Okay. I don't know. It was well, Whatever. I feel like you you were watching WWE in 2016, weren't you? Uh yeah. Yeah, so I was. So I feel like yeah. You had to have seen, like, at least one advertisement for this then.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw ads for it. In fact, yeah. here's what was weird. In the ads, I the one thing I was very tempted by, and this is a minor nitpick, in the ads, they did show Krang, and they had him in the robot suit. The robot suit is actually, like, a giant robot human-looking thing. And it had like skin colored color, but that wasn't in the movie. I don't, I don't understand why you would edit that out of a movie. Like that seems to be something you would edit in to be more accurate looking, but they took it out. Yeah. And I was like very confused by that. I was like, did I misremember? And I go back and see the trailer and it's like, nope, there's Krang's bald head, you know, uh, I don't know, like, uh. A beige color, I guess. I don't know, fleshy colored, bald head for a robot, and it wasn't in the movie, so that was weird.
0: Uh, so that probably goes with your your history with the movie, and mine in particular. I did not actually see this. Of course, you know, we both saw ads because we're wrestling fans, and the wrestlers in this. Um, funny enough, speaking of particular cast member, the the RAW after WrestleMania, which I I told the story. On the BVS episode, but I was in Dallas for WrestleMania, and I went to the Raw after. And the opening match on Raw was New Day against the. Here's a blast from the past: League of Nations. Do you remember that stable? Ugh, trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I can't remember what combo it was. I think it was Rusev and Sheamus that were uh, fighting. And anyway. I remember this was during commercial break because I can't find it, you know, on the raw on Peacock or anything, but there was a point when the crowd started doing the, you know, the new day rocks cadence, right? Mm-hmm. New day rocks that, but they did that with rock Cause you know, Seamus plays Rocksteady in this film and, uh, woods, I think it was. Yeah. Woods got on the mic. He's like, yeah, Rocksteady sucks in the cartoons too. <laughs> I don't know how true that is. I don't know how true that is. I've I've I can't speak to it, but that was uh yeah, something. Uh I mean,
1: yeah, they're kind of bumbling henchmen, I guess, but uh
0: they're also not to be taken lightly. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see here. What were you doing around June of 2016? June 3rd? Specifically, if anything comes to mind,
1: nothing did. But I just thought I would read my Facebook post from that day oh, no. of what I was uh, what I was doing. It was a very strange bit of events that incur- occurred in a very brief period of time. Yeah. So it said so. I'm out back listening to my neighbor tell me that someone in the next house over died, so I guess that house will be haunted now. That was their assessment. Like, someone died in that house next to me. I guess it's haunted. like, okay. Okay. I walk around the side yard because even though it's after 10 p.m., the painters are still working on the kitchen. I remember those painters, they were... I believe we fired them because they canceled too many times because... uh, They were too busy with their other customer, Jack Daniels. (laughs) Uh, as As I get to my front yard, I look across the street and there's a person sitting in their front yard and suddenly their chair tips over and they fall out. I looked for a second and shook my head. Is this even real life? Keep in mind, this all happened in the span of 30 seconds. So that's huh. what I was doing, just a a a, ran, a bunch of random events happening in about a 30-second span.
0: That's really weird.
1: Yeah. God, those painters were annoying. They canceled all the time, and then they'd stay late. They're like, oh, we'll make it up. It's like, okay, it's
0: kind of a work night. Leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to sleep. Um, <laughs> Around June of 2016, oh, my God, I had just started doing this uh, shift at work, and this was a weekly thing, and it sucked. Because I typically work, you know, 1 to 10, which isn't ideal. It's it's funny. I'm actually working that again, but higher pay scale now. Um, But typically I would work 1 to 10. And then, you know, they're like, well, we have this particular task that has to be done, you know, around midnight every Monday, you know, going into Tuesday. So we need you to work 4 a.m. to 1 p.m. Or pardon me, 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. And you don't know what there's to do at one AM? Nothing. Whatsoever. Fight customers. I mean, yeah, I got to. Just... What's that now? Fight customers. Yes, exactly. And that one yeah, the drunks or the drunks roll in? Yep. Drunks, thieves, that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. So fight them. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's what I was doing around that time. Not much of note otherwise. Oh, number one song, by the way, by Digital Download on June 3rd, 2016. I knew it was coming. Um, You've heard this, I'm sure, if you've ever stepped foot in a business in the past six years, I'm sure you've heard it. Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. Of course. The Troll soundtrack, come on now. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah, I had, uh, my nieces were four and two at the time, so I got to listen to it quite a bit. Yeah, that'll, that'll happen. Yes, it will, it will. Your champions in wrestling at the time, on the WWE side, you had Roman Reigns, still the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, NXT Champion, still Samoa Joe, TNA World Heavyweight Champion for about another week, Drew Galloway. And ROH World Champion for a little, little longer, Jay Lethal. So, yeah, that's a, your quartet of champions. I think that stayed the same from last week. It sure did. Hmm. Hey Samoa Joe, he's a champion could, today. How about that, it's been it's been that way for three movies now. That might actually be a streak.
1: I know, but I just now noticed Samoa Joe's the double champ.
0: Yeah, well, so is Roman. That's true. Well. I wonder I wonder if we're still gonna be doing um if Roman's still gonna be in his run as champion by the time we get to whatever the first movie would be where his run had actually started.
1: Uh, that's a good question. We got,
0: we got a ways to go, man, before we get there.
1: I don't know like Who's beating him? Maybe Cody? That's the only one that makes yeah. any sense, but I don't know.
0: Like, by my either episode 170 or 171
1: will be when Roman's universal
0: reign started.
1: I think the Rock beating it would be a big waste.
0: Sure would. Sure would. But, yeah, we've got, let's see here, by my count, 30 episodes. That's half a year. That's six months. So basically, he's got to get through Mania season, which he could.
1: Yeah, if he does, I, like I said, I don't know who would be beating him.
0: Um, My theory is if they want to hold off on Cody for another year, which you can. Like, you just got to be strategic about it to uh, not wait too long. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I don't know. Got to pull the trigger. You Enough, can't be um, like uh, Quicksilver and just be like, uh, I'm not going to tell Magneto he's my dad.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. The moment's passed, man.
0: The moment's passed. Yep. It sure did. Uh, cast? or No, no, no. Not cast. Facts and figures.
1: Oh, no, yeah. Well, not great. Uh got a budget of $135 and box office of $245.6 million, uh, which puts it, uh, let's see here, where was that, ah, teenage, okay, uh, 59th on the list at $110.6 million, inflation 137.3, 3 but below Green Hornet, right above Hulk, but... Because we are getting closer to today, we're getting more marketing budgets thrown in there. So the reports actually show that the movie lost around $75 million. Ouch. Ooh. <laughs> not great. Not great. That's why there was not a third one when they left it open for a third one. And uh, you can probably figure out who the villain would have been. Uh, critics was 37%, fans 46 the double rotten. Mm. Not great. What a shit. Yeah. Could you run those off again for the viewer? Nope, we have listeners. They're
0: 37 and 46. Yeah. Some people watch the podcast, though. They stare at their phone screen as, as it's playing. I guess you could. I'm just saying. I actually listened to our BVS episode at the gym. I'll be honest with you.
1: I know and you. You're a big fan of the
0: outro. I was, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> maybe one in the podcast regularly again. I hope. I I will. I have extra drive time now, so so yes, I, I will. I will. Uh, we're going to talk about cast next, but the director, Dave Green, I looked him up out of curiosity you know, to see what else he had done, and I thought, is that David Gordon Green? And it is not. Um, Dave Green, the only notable thing he had done other than this, to my knowledge, and Eddie, you didn't even recognize it, uh, which, fair enough, it wasn't marketed toward you, but two years prior he directed Earth to Echo, which is basically like a modernized version of E.T. So... There's our little history of the director for the week. Awesome. And I have not seen him pop up as a director since then. Maybe not a good sign.
1: Well, not usually. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess we do cast. Start with. Uh...
0: I feel like we really only need to talk about the newbies here. Yeah, I and don't then I care
1: get care about the turtle voices, Fox, honestly.
0: Yeah. And then I guess Megan Fox as well. Yeah. So, well, we got uh, Tyler Perry, old Medea, as Baxter yeah. Stockman. I thought he was playing Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he was fine. Uh, it's a strange I choice. It was a we- I yeah I thought it was a weird casting choice to put Medea in that role, but <laughs> what do I know? <laughs>
1: I just don't look at Tyler Perry and think that's a mad scientist if I've ever seen one. That's exactly that is a mad genius right there. Yeah, I mean he was like I said he was going to be the villain in the next one that never happened when Baxter Stockman turns into a fly, but mm-hmm. uh, that didn't happen. So oh well, what a shame. What a
0: shameful thing.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. <laughs> uh, how about let's see. Well, we got a we got a new shredder, Brian T. Okay. Yeah, hey, I mean, you know, cool. <laughs> That's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, how about I know you want to talk about Stephen Amell. Wait, wait, as- wait. wait.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Is that what you thought of the new Shredder as well? What? Just nothing? Uh, I mean,
1: it's hard because he was barely in the last movie. Like, William Fitchner was the Shredder in the last movie for all intents and purposes. And it's like, they recast him, and he, I mean, he does more, but he also doesn't really do anything. He walks around and talks a lot, but he doesn't really engage in anything. Uh, so, yeah, he's just kind of there. I mean, the first Shredder from the original early 90s movie, that was the best portrayal of Shredder. Uh, I mean, he at least – he wasn't a robot in this one. That was cool, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's Cool. Uh, but, no, I mean, I was just curious because I didn't have much to say about him. So I was just curious if you had any real thoughts about him.
1: No. <laughs> Baron? Stephen Amell as Casey
0: Jones. His attempt at a New York accent was not very good. About as good as mine there. But I kind of saw a little bit of chemistry between him and uh, Megan Fox. And that's that's good for what, you know, the role calls for.
1: Yeah, that was fine. I thought that I I think Stephen Amell's a fine choice to play Casey Jones. I think the backstory of him being like a a guy that wants to be a cop is not good. Like he's supposed to be a vigilante that wears a hockey mask. He sh- he. I mean, you could say he's an ex-cop, and it's like, uh, you know, I I quit because. You know, we would arrest people, and then two weeks later, they'd be out on the street doing the same thing. And it just, like, I never really, you know, saw justice. And I, I I'll do it. I'll do it my way now. That would have worked. Instead, it was like he wants to be a cop, which is weird because he's a vigilante. That doesn't make sense to me. Um. So yeah, he. He was too much of like uh, I play by the rules, and that's not what Casey Jones should be.
0: Yeah, that's not Casey Jones' style. No. He didn't. Uh, he, he didn't put Shredder in a trash compactor either. What a shame.
1: No. How about uh? Let's see. How about Seamus oh, as Rocksteady?
0: What? What? Real quick, you know who actually devolved in this film. Oh, who would that be? Will Arnett as Vern.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't that was uh... And look I I,
1: <laughs> I was...
0: love I love Will Arnett in Arrested Development. I do. And it it's just it's a shame. You're gonna keep saying shame. I didn't mean to okay. I actually I wasn't
1: uh yeah, yeah the fact that I mean, I at least they explained it, that he was the guy that uh, stopped Shredder, but I don't know how anyone believed this. Yeah. But, yeah, at least they explained it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Seamus as Rocksteady and Gary Anthony Williams as Bebop?
0: Good henchman. You can tell Seamus is definitely a wrestler that's trying to act and not necessarily an actor. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had fun with them. They both had fun with it, I will yeah. say. You know, this is... uh, We didn't quite get Bebop and Rocksteady and, uh Secret of the Ooze. I think that was the intent. And then they... Because I know we talked about it way back when. And then they instead went with Toka and Razar. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's cool to see them on the big screen. We finally got them. And uh, they were probably a little more annoying than I would have liked. But... Eh, I mean, it's cool to see him. I thought it was weird that Bebop, first thing he does when he turns into a mutant is he checks his junk out to, like, make sure it's still there or if it's bigger or whatever. (laughs) Like, okay. Pretty sure no woman's going to sleep with this mutated warthog, but...
0: Let's not rule it out, man. There, There are freaks out there, dude.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um... How's about Brad Garrett as Kang? Krang, sorry, Kang.
0: Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Um, no, not yet. Do your, do your uh, Robert Barone Im- impersonation.
1: <laughs> oh, everybody loves Raymond.
0: <laughs> there we go. Um, what the hell was Kang doing in here? We had way too much going on to begin with. Then like screw it, add Krang. Yeah. Uh,
1: again, it's cool to see him in the movie. And I thought Brad Garrett definitely had fun doing the role. Uh-huh. Um And other than, I mean, the trailer got the robot mostly right. The movie didn't, which is weird. It's usually the opposite. Um, but whatever. Um, yeah, I. Th- Again, I thought he had fun with it. It's hard. I'm gonna save a lot of this criticism for the end, but it'll make sense. But uh, I get. I will say it's cool to see him, and it's cool to see Bebop and Rocksteady in the movie. I guess so. There's that. And uh, I guess main event. Megan Fox, who uh, got nominated for a couple of awards with this one. <laughs> Actually, I'm this movie got a, this movie got nominated for a couple of awards. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm, thir-
0: ass- I'm assuming nothing good.
1: Uh, teen Choice Awards, but we don't really cover those. We only cover Oscars mm-hmm. and uh, Razzies. I think that's usually what mm-hmm. we do. Yes, sir. So in this case, uh, we had <laughs> she was um. Uh, Megan Fox was nominated for Worst Actress for this movie. She lost – or rather, I'll, I'll, I'll say she was joined in nominations by Shailene Woodley in the for the Divergent series.
0: Oh, jeez, Shailene Woodley, by the way. Yeah. That's Mrs. Aaron. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Naomi Watts in the
1: Divergent series. Did I see that? That must have sucked. I think I did see that. Anyway. Mm. Uh, Julia Roberts for Mother's Day. Never saw that. <laughs> Co- <laughs> Co- Come on. Co-star Tyler Perry for Boo, a Medea Halloween.
0: <laughs> I love Wait. That, I love that Tyler Wait. Perry
1: got nominated for Worst Actress.
0: the woke raspberries love to see it but they all lost to uh
1: michaela kranz as rebecca and rebecca turner for hillary's america a secret history of the democratic party as hillary oh god
0: oh yeah that was anti-democrat uh propaganda i've noticed any movie that
1: is like I've never seen – I've never even heard of it. I can tell what it is by the title. But uh, any movie that slams the Democrats, the raspberries are like, nope, sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think the worst movie of whatever year was that Pillow Guys election was stolen, which I'm sure sucks. But, like, nobody Mm. saw that. Make, Make fun of bad movies. Nobody saw that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There is, oh my God, I'm going to send you the link to it whenever uh, I have to have a buddy pull it up. There's one about this guy. Like it, it's poorly produced. It's like the production level is like that. of birdemic. Like it's awful. Um, but it's about like a guy like keeping a flagpole up or something, something ridiculous like that. Anyway, I'm going to send you the trailer and you can post it like on the Instagram or Twitter or something. All right.
1: Uh also, the movie got nominated for worst prequel, remake, or ripoff or sequel. It was joined by Zoolander Two. That was bad. Ooh,
0: that's uh, fair enough. Yeah, that movie
1: yeah. sucked. Independence Day Resurgence. I kind of thought it was, sucked. It sucked, but it was it was I, to me. I thought it was so bad. It was at least enjoyable, but it was bad. Yeah. Uh, Fifty Shades of Black. I'm sure those all sucked. Never saw them. Alice Through the Did looking You say Fifty gl- Shades
0: of Black. Yeah.
1: Isn't that one of the... Oh,
0: that's a a parody movie.
1: Oh, I thought it was like a Fifty Shades of Grey, one of their stupid sequels. No. No, but yeah, it is a parody. Okay. Uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass. I never saw that. Although it's a live-action Disney, so that doesn't surprise me. And uh, it lost... I think we forgot to mention this. It lost to the winner, Batman v Superman, Donna Justice. Man, we definitely forgot a bunch of those. Uh, God, Batman and Superman cleaned up that year. It won Worst worst Screenplay, Worst Screen Combo of Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, Worst Supporting Actor of Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, that's well-deserved. Yeah. Ben Affleck was nominated for Worst Actor. Ah, no, that's not fair. I thought he did all right. Anyway, that's a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we must yeah have, we must have missed
0: those, but uh, yeah, we will do better to uh, make sure we do our due diligence next time. Well, now we didn't miss them. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: worst director.
1: I look, I've never, I don't care about Hillary's America. It never happened. She did not become president. But there's no way that Hillary's America is worse than Zoolander two. It just isn't. Yeah, it's not possible.
0: No, it's not. You're
1: right. <laughs> and I love Zoolander 1, but uh good god, that sequel was bad.
0: Yeah. Uh But why models? Mhm. I said, but why male models? <laughs> that was a good line. It it was great because like Ben Stiller just forgot his line. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Man, and he's like, "Screw that! I'll just read off the the other one. I'll just read off the one I just said." I do
1: love that uh, Kids' Choice Awards. This was nominated for favorite movie.
0: <laughs> Good. Hope I love when bad movies win at the kids' awards. That didn't win it. It was just nominated. <laughs> it, Highway robbery.
1: Yeah, I know, right? It was. Uh, what was the win? Oh god, the winner was Ghostbusters.
0: Lady Ugh. Ghostbusters.
1: Ugh. It was the other nominees were Batman v Superman. That's funny. Captain America: Civil yep. War
0: that lost.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> are you yep. kidding me? Stupid kids. Pete's yeah, Dragon. I've kid. never seen that. Rogue One. Rogue One was pretty good. How did these kids pick Civil War, Ghostbusters over Civil War? I hope kids I don't aren't. Know. The, I hope kids aren't the future. That was a terrible decision. Hmm. Anyway, uh, um, where was I? Oh yeah, Megan Fox sucked. Let's jump into the plot. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so we open with the—that's t- <laughs> probably our best intro ever. So we open our best, uh, yeah, actor. Segway. Segway, yeah. So we open with the turtles at a Knicks game. Uh, this was bad. Uh, this actually. I take it back. I did have history with the movie. I started the last movie. And I watched it for like five minutes. I'm like, this doesn't sound right. And I was, it was this very scene. And I'm watching, you know, freaking DeAndre Jordan in a Ninja Turtles movie. And I'm like, what is this? But yeah, man, you
0: love the cameos. Shout out DeAndre Jordan.
1: So they're at a Knicks game. Vern is given credit for stopping Shredder, and the turtles are mad that they can't get credit. But they'd have to reveal themselves, so they don't want to do that. April then calls the Turtles and tells them she's following Baxter Stockman uh, because she thinks he's working with Shredder. Anyway, she uses a watch that Donatella made her to download everything on his device. She goes like undercover by shoplifting a schoolgirl outfit in Grand Central Station and uh, getting changed like as she's walking, which included removing her pantyhose. I don't know how that was possible, but okay. And then, uh, yeah, she starts flirting with Baxter Stockman and then drops the boyfriend line, which uh, every guy loves to hear. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, she scans his device. She tells the turtles the files show that the foot are planning on breaking Shredder out of prison during a prison transport. There you go.
0: Yeah, hey, at least it was an exposition.
1: No, no, it was an exposition. So Shredder's being transported with two criminals named Bebop and Rocksteady. And the prison guard is Casey Jones. And the turtles go after them in the new turtle van. This was kind of cool. There's a chase scene when a helicopter comes with a big magnet and lifts the prison van up, but it doesn't work, but Baxter Stockman has a plan. He uses a teleporter to teleport him away. And right as they're about to nab Shredder in a net, he vanishes. And he's transported yeah. to an
0: unknown dimension. And Vin Diesel saw the magnet and was like, we got to use this some at some point. Mm-hmm. And they did that last year. They did. Yeah. Wow. So while in
1: this dimension, Shredder meets a giant brain named Krang. And he seems just oddly okay with all of this. Like, he has no questions.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So Krang tells Shredder there's three this felt like a video game like there's three pieces of this pu- of this piece and you got to go to these three different places to get it I don't know that's made me think
0: of a video that, game that, that, No that's very much a video game mission for yeah. sure
1: Basically Krang's going to explain the plot of the movie So he says there's yes. three pieces of this teleporter Baxter has one of them which sent you here the other one's in a museum in New York and the other one is in the rainforest Because, of course it is. And if you do it, it'll open a portal so that my army can invade, including the Technodrome. So he then gives Shredder a canister of ooze and said, here, this will help you. He didn't really say what it's for, but I guess Shredder just knows. (laughs) We cut to uh, Police Chief Wendy Bird, who interviews Casey, and says that uh, he saw this big garbage truck launch manhole covers, and she doesn't believe him. And uh, much like in Ozark, she's the least likable character in this movie.
0: Yes, I haven't seen Ozarks, but I'll agree. She's uh, unlikable, to
1: say the least. She's a real uh, Skylar. Skylar White. Mm. She's a real Diesel, isn't she? Yes. Elsewhere, Bebop and Rocksteady talk to uh, the Mayhem guy from the Allstate commercials, and Shredder finds them.
0: Yeah. Hey, that's not Mayhem, that's uh, David Duffy from 30 Rock, man.
1: That's uh, uh, Dennis Leary's brother in Rescue Me.
0: And it's also the, uh, I don't know, he had bit parts on SVU in like season one and then again in like season 18 or something.
1: Yeah, but he's currently well known for being Mayhem. Yeah, no, he is Mayhem, you're right. Well, uh, yeah, he has a bar where he makes fake IDs, I guess. And uh, yeah. Casey goes to the same bar as Vanilla Ice is playing. That was that was a nice touch, I thought.
0: Yeah, and, it's it's a nice easy, yeah.
1: Yeah, he trashes the bar, causes a lot of mayhem. Hopefully that's and he's insured. Yeah. And, and anyway, Mayhem tells Casey, you can find the guys with the GPS and the phones that I gave him. He didn't take much convincing. You know, I don't know. Walter White would have had him well, killed for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he didn't, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, I don't know, this Casey Jones guy seems pretty serious. Yeah.
1: The vacuum cleaner salesman and in, in uh, I didn't mean Walter White, I meant the the vacuum also, cleaner the way, salesman and Kay- Breaking Bad would never cave like that.
0: Yeah, no, but he, hey, by the way, Casey Jones is still a cop. Like, oh, even if he is on... Suspense- prison guard. He has he's no still authority. a police officer. No, he is pr- still a police officer, and prison he knows people that have authority. Please, he's not a police officer. He's a prison guard. Yeah, yeah, but again, he networks with people that have authority and you know deal with that sort of thing. I guess. Just saying. So, uh,
1: later on, Shredder gives Stockman the ooze uh, that Crane gave him, and said, "We need soldiers to deal with the turtles." April is spying on this. Shredder injects Bebop and Rocksteady with the ooze. Bebop turns into a big warthog and Rocksteady into a big rhino. They look at their dicks for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. April grabs the can of <laughs> ooze that they were injected with. Uh, Stock. This was. Whew, this was so stupid. Stockman explains the reason that they turned into those animals is because deep inside everyone there's a strain of DNA that ties us to our ancestors
0: in the animal kingdom. Oh my god. Spirit animal. That's basically what he should have said instead. It's like, uh, your spirit animal's a warthog. I mean,
1: I guess credit for explaining it, but uh, I don't know. That was weird. Why not just... I don't know. Why not just have, like, samples there? It's like, here's a warthog and a rhino. They're, uh very ferocious animals. This, these would be good to Look, f- kill the turtles.
0: You know, it's obviously, easy. okay. That, that's the logical route. The fun route is you have Seamus go, uh, <laughs> power of rhinoceros <laughs> or something of that nature. <laughs> it's TMNT, man. We're having fun here. I know. I know.
1: Well, we yeah. cut to Casey who, uh, I, I feel like every badass has to drive a Dodge Challenger, which is why I bought one. But he uh, he sees April escaping as Casey puts on the hockey mask. Uh, that was cool. And she helps her from the Foot Clan. He shoots hockey pucks at them and hits them with his hockey stick. I guess that's cool, too. Uh, Casey saves her when the turtles show up. April explains about the ooze, and Donatella thinks they can track them with the ooze that was bizarre but sure i guess <laughs> like i can there's i can track them, their dna through the ooze like mm, all righty no, i don't think uh that's like covid vaccines contain 5g i don't think that's how that works yeah yeah but sure okay whatever The ooze contains the 5G that the vaccines also contain.
0: Yes. There we go.
1: Yes. Uh, So during the experiment of the ooze, Donatello finds out they can alter the ooze to turn them human. This ooze just does whatever it wants. So, like, it'll turn humans into their spirit animals and animals into their spirit humans? I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, but Leo wants nothing to do with it, and Raph doesn't like his mind being made up for them. Blah, blah, whatever. This is such a—I don't like this subplot at all. Because you know where it's going. They're not going to. Um, At the museum, Shredder steals the second piece of the transport device. That was easy. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty I much. just went in and took it. Uh, next up, Brazilian Rainforest. So Leo and Don investigate that the alarm was set off at the museum and leaves Mikey and Raph at home. Raph wants to look for more ooze. At the museum, Donatello investigates what was stolen and deduces Shredder wants to open up a portal. Donatello is, like, really, really smart in this movie. This is, um... I don't know. He's, uh... He's kind of pushing the, the limits here of what, I, what is believable in a movie where there are walking rhinoceroses, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, my suspension of disbelief, I don't know. I know. Um, well, Have
1: you ever seen End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. No, there's a scene where, uh, like, the character that they end up looking for is Christine York. And, like, there's, like, a message that says, like, Christ in New York. And Arnold deduces that we need to find someone named Christine York. It's like how did you possibly deduce that? Uh, that reminded me of that. Um uh, that movie was insane for all the right reasons. Um <laughs> uh, I recommend it, but it's bad, but it's funny.
0: All right, I'll look into it.
1: It's Arnold against the devil. I mean, I don't know what more needs to be said, but No, yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. And he, he yeah, it's good. I mean, it's not, but it's good. Uh, So Mikey and Raph want to break into the police evidence vault to get more ooze. Cut to Vern, who's talking to Carmelo Carmelo Anthony. Sure. And April pulls Vern away, and they come up with a plan to break into the police headquarters, which is basically Vern walks in and offers to take a selfie with all the police. And the police are easily distracted (laughs) <laughs> and they just Casey and uh April just walk in. So Yeah. Great great job, New York police. Wonderful. Agreed. So also he put something in the computer that would like I don't know. I forget what it did. I don't think it ever is brought up. But uh April and Casey make it to the evidence locker. April's the only one who says cowabunga in this movie, which is kind of annoying. But the Foot are leaving the lock, the evidence locker. They were already there. And during this ordeal, the Foot get away, and the police, including Police Chief Wendy Bird, see the Turtles, but they... The Turtles get away, but they keep uh, April and Casey under arrest. Yeah. Uh, back in the sewers, they track the mutants with the ooze, and they are on their way to Brazil. And in the rainforest, Bebop and Rocksteady find the device... Meanwhile, April is detained, and the footage of the police chief have of her at Stockman's was altered to make it look like she's the thief. And it's like, we checked it. It's clean. It's like, well, you failed because we, the audience, know it is altered. <laughs> so, yeah. And then she also doesn't believe them that there's, like, another, it's like, there's no way there's other
0: mutants in the city. It's like, you just saw four of them. Why would you, what reason do you have to not believe her? Why are you? So, why? Why are you so close-minded to the idea you might
1: be wrong? What's going on? Like you just saw four giant turtles, and the police were like, Ugh, they're, "They're they're they're monsters," which made yeah. me think like, "Oh, we need to be humans." Actually, they saw two, not four. Yeah, they just saw two giant turtles, and it's like the idea of like a rhinoceros and a warthog. It's like, well, that's just crazy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so what luck? Um, the planes, the turtles are on the way to the rainforest. Bebop and Rocksteady are leaving. Their planes pass right under each other. What luck.
0: Like and, ships in the night.
1: Exactly. And the turtles jump from their plane down to their plane. And we get uh the Ninja Turtles against Bebop and Rocksteady on the big screen in a uh, fight that was actually pretty good. The plane crashed... They're driving a tank in the Amazon River. That was pretty cool. There's lots of explosions, lots of trees falling over. The the turtles end up going over the uh, waterfall. And Bebop and Rocksteady get the device. And that's it. They don't fight anymore. But it was cool. So back in jail, April calls Vern asking for help. Elsewhere, the turtles talk about how they're not a team. We're doing this again. And elsewhere again, Baxter Stockman activates the device, and the portal opens above the city. We're doing the portal above the city again.
0: Yep, it is 2016, <laughs> man.
1: Finally, we see Vern, who manages to give uh, Wendy Bird unedited footage of April. So and then she sees me off in Rock Stadium is like, oh, I guess they were telling the truth. Yes. And then any everyone starts seeing the portal above the city. And back in the sewers, Raphael breaks the ooze, and he wants to remain
0: a turtle. So, so much for that subplot. Yeah, exactly. What was the point? I don't know. What, like, what real doubts would we have, even though, ooh, monster! Like, it's called Teenage Mutant Turtles. Like, you're gonna stay turtles, I understand.
1: Also, it was stupid. They're like, well, we can turn into humans and blend in better and fight, you know shredder and all them but we would still keep our we would still have the same personality and skills it's like okay but you also wouldn't have a shell which to me seems like would be handy and you also wouldn't be like seven feet tall which to me seems like it would be handy and you know rippled and muscled and all that and i mean they are pretty jacked
0: for turtles yeah there are some vascular turtles for sure
1: I mean, the, the original movie, they were, like, five feet tall. This movie, they are like, seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. And they're huge. But, so, yeah, we're done with that subplot. So we cut to Shredder, who dismisses Baxter Stockman and says, nobody will ever know who you are, which uh, is true because there was no sequel. Yeah. And, and in the sky, the Technodrome is coming through piece by piece and assembling in the sky. Shredder teleports up to the Technodrome. And Krang betrays him. This is. Shredder was in his costume for the first and only time in this movie. And then, yeah, Krang betrays him, freezes him, and stashes him away in the Technodrome, never to be seen again.
0: Well, they were, you know, going to save him for TMNT 4. I guess.
1: So, back on the ground, April, Casey, and Vern find a warehouse where the portal device is being held. Casey distracts B.O. and Rocksteady while April and Vern head to the machine. Uh, up on the Technodrome, the Turtles meet Krang, and they fight him. It's all right, you know, I guess. Uh, Casey manages to trap Bebop and Rocksteady in a shipping crate, and then he slap shots a grenade in there. And I'm like, oh, they just killed them. But no, they don't die. It's a kid's movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I just figured out, like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do the RIP to a real one gimmick.
1: No, I mean, Shredder, I guess, kind of. Eh, uh, no. Well, back in the Technodrome, it's almost fully assembled, and it even has uh, the uh, eye on top, which is kind of cool. But back in the warehouse, Casey closes the portal, and the turtles defeat Krang, and the Technodrome begins to get sucked back in, and it's just gone, and that's the end. <laughs> uh, April then reports that Baxter Stockman remains at large. Teasing a villain that won't show up. Yeah. And Bebop and Rocksteady are also back under arrest. And then the Turtles are given medals by Wendy Bird. The Turtles celebrate on the Statue of Liberty and roll credits.
0: That is that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Yeah. This, by and large, pretty forgettable. um, Acting very much subpar script a lot of nonsense in there a lot of conveniences for sure i'm gonna be gracious i'm giving this a three and a, half. three and a half.
1: so as a ninja turtles fan i've mentioned this a million times it was one of the the five shows i grew up with you know and i will say this i'll start with the positives it was cool that we got to see uh We got to see Krang in a movie. That was neat. And, again, I thought Brad Garrett had fun with it. Got to see Bebop and Rocksteady in the movie. That was cool. Kind of, sort of, Baxter Stockman. I mean, they at least introduced him. Uh, Got to see Shredder in his, you know, traditional outfit, even if it was just brief. Uh, We got to see uh, the Technodrome, kind of. Uh, So that was cool. Got Casey Jones in the hockey mask. Got Turtles versus Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh so, you know, a lot of the stuff, it was very ambitious, and seeing all that was very cool. But I think this movie tried to be a buffet, and it ended up just being an appetizer sampler. And it's like, and and look, I like appetizer samplers, but the problem with an appetizer sampler is you don't get enough of everything. You get a small piece of everything there's one Bebop and Rocksteady vs. Turtles fight. There's one scene of Casey Jones in the hockey mask. There's one fight with Krang and the uh, Turtles, and it wasn't anything special. Um, there's one scene of Shredder in the outfit. And I feel like if you had to cut that subplot about uh, turning back into humans, this could have just been like uh, a super fun movie that it's like, man, there was so much action in this movie. Didn't make a ton of sense, but damn, it sure was fun. And it's almost that, but it's not. So I'm going to give it a five. Okay. In fact, what what did I give the first one? Let me take a look, because I did think it was you better gave, than the first one. You gave the first one a four. Okay, then that's appropriate. So, yeah, it's it's better than the first one. It's very, very ambitious. I'm grateful that we got to see all these characters on the big screen. Uh, I just wish we got more time with them. And cut that stupid subplot out about the turning into humans. You know, maybe maybe it could have been just a wild ride, and that would have been fine. But uh, didn't get enough crank, didn't get enough anybody. It was just like small pieces of, of a bunch of cool things. You know, maybe a post-credit scene with, I mean, I know they didn't make a third one, but like a post-credit scene where, you know, Tyler Perry turns into a Baxter Stockman the Fly, that way we could have at least seen a CGI Flyman on the screen. That would have been cool, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it's, it's an appetizer sampler. It's not a buffet. It tried to be a buffet. It's not a buffet. It's a sampler. But. Yeah, like I said, could have been fun, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it almost was. It almost was. That's that's a shame, but that's how I'd fix it. Get rid of that stupid subplot that no one bought anyway. You know, like, did yeah. you watch it and think like, ooh, maybe they will? No. <laughs> no, and then the, the they're doing the, oh, that was the other thing, the Raph and Leo tension. It's like, we've seen it. Move on. We don't need this yeah. anymore. Yeah.
0: Like oh we're not we fighting saw like
1: a team like
0: we did this in the first movie enough we saw it better we saw that and we saw it better in 2007
1: actually yeah I mean it was done the best I would say in uh, in uh, 1990 okay when Raph completely goes away and then gets his ass beat by the foot and then he's like resting in a bathtub
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. But we've already saw it in the first movie, like you said. So we don't need it again. We don't need the subplot. The ooze was way too convenient. But yeah, it's a five. Like I said, it's almost it's almost fun. Almost fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, folks, we are going to get out of here. Next week, dropping on December 21st, this is our Christmas present to you. Fire up HBO <laughs> Max. Yeah, you're getting cold this year. Uh... <laughs> Fire up HBO Max and watch Suicide Squad, the 2016 Suicide Squad, starring Will Smith, David Harbor. By the way, Santa Claus. Um, there's your tie-in. Um, Jared Leto, of course. And the main what's event. Uh, what's Margot Robbie? name? Yeah. Margot. Yes, Margot Robbie. Come haven't on you now.
1: seen Wolf of Wall Street?
0: Yeah, of course I have, pal. My word. <laughs> yeah. Either way, folks, Suicide Squad, HBO Max, December twenty one, right here on Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. We're gonna get out of here. Actually, before you
1: before you go off, uh, yeah, I have brand new history with Suicide Squad that literally happened last night, and that's a teaser. Okay. You say, how could you have more history with the movie that came out, you know,
0: six years ago? Well. Listen and find out. Let's find out together, y'all. All right, folks, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to quote Casey Jones when I say, <laughs> who are you calling chicken, turtle? Be the